Miss Charles, the lead pastor here. Welcome to the Zoom Sunday service at the river. We're in a sermon series we started last week called Invisible Beliefs That Shape Life and Country. The idea behind the series is to examine different invisible values and beliefs behind major cultures throughout history that served as foundation of life and society, like success or responsibility or righteousness. These values remain as powerful forces that shape us today. But for true Christians, there can be only one core foundational value that drives all the other values and behavior and thoughts. That is agape love, the unconditional divine love that confers worth and dignity to all human beings. This is what the Bible teaches us again and again. God is agape love. Agape love fulfills all the requirements of the Bible. For every command in the Bible proceeds from it. By this, everyone will know you are true Christian by your agape love. What would it look like if agape love was really the core belief and value that drives our life? as opposed to other invisible beliefs and values. Let's explore. Sounds good? Now, for today, I'd like to talk about a book that opened my eyes to some powerful invisible beliefs shaping our life and country today. The book is called Cast, Origin of Our Discontents, written by Isabel Wilkerson who is a National Book Prize winner. It is the latest Oprah Book Club pick. I highly, highly recommend it. It's getting a lot of buzz out there, actually. But originally, what caught my eyes is the title, Origin of Our Discontents. It reminded me of the phrase, Original Sin, which is, of course, a big topic for us Christians. And as I read the book, I realized there is a connection between caste and the original sin, so that the mentality behind caste systems could be justifiably called the origin of our discontents. The word caste, of course, is most famously associated with India, where the sacred religious texts have been used to divide people. At the top, are the Brahmin, the scholars, the philosophers. Then comes the Kshatriyas, the ruling class, the warriors. Next is Vaishyas, the merchants and farmers, and the Shudras, the menial workers. And of course at the bottom is the untouchables, called the Dalits. And within each caste, there can be hundreds of subcastes to rank people by their worth and value. And caste mentality is not just confined to India, it's universal. Nazi Germany used the myth of the Aryan race to create a caste system that caused the genocide of Jewish people, supported by millions of otherwise normal German people. In East Asia, China, Japan, and Korea have caste systems based on Confucian teachings that resulted in hundreds of millions of female fetuses to be aborted because females 
are in the lower caste. And of course, in our country, United States has had a long history with caste system based on the color of your skin. These invisible beliefs can cause so much harm with support from decent, ordinary people. We don't even notice it when you are in it. It's invisible beliefs driving our culture. Like slavery was just a fact of life for much of human history. The impulse behind caste is universal. To divide people into groups to judge and rank their worth. It's the result of the original sin when humanity began to use the knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong, or worthy and unworthy, to begin judging each other and themselves. The result is, the first thing that happens to Adam and Eve, the Bible tells us, they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. When they applied the knowledge of right and wrong, worthy or unworthy, to themselves, they see flaws. They are unworthy. So they feel compelled to cover themselves up with fig leaves in order to feel better about themselves. As silly as that may sound, we all do it today too. We too must have coverings like success, like good job titles, like how skinny you are, positions in society and family that makes us feel worthy in our own eyes and in the eyes of others. Such coverings can vary from civilization to civilization. In Nazi Germany, it was the Aryan race. If you have blue eyes and blonde hair, you are more worthy. It's good covering. In India, if you're from the untouchable caste, Dalits, then you are not even worth talking to. You can't even walk on the same road as higher caste members. Isabel Wilkerson interviewed a Dalit from the lowest caste in India. He came to the United States as a visiting professor at some top university. During the interview, he pointed to his shoes. It was two sizes too big. He said, this is too big for me. But I could not bother the clerk to get my size. I had to just take what was on display. Because back in India, when he goes into a store, he cannot bother the owner. He cannot ask for price. Because then they will say, you cannot afford it. Why are you wasting my time? He has too many things at home he doesn't need. Because once he enters a store, he cannot leave without buying something. He could get beaten up. So he had this invisible programming back in his mind that was at work even in America where he didn't need to be so cautious. Isn't that so tragic? Such invisible cultural programming runs in America too. This is why the cops get called on the black people for everyday activities so often. Isabel asked the scholar, what would make you feel better in these situations? He answered, I need to feel better in my own skin. That is what Adam and Eve needed at the fall of humanity. Rather than coming up with arbitrary coverings, fig leaves, to feel more worthy in their own eyes, 
they needed to feel better about themselves in their own skin and caste is systematic manifestation of this original sin it is organized civilized effort at judging and ranking worth and value of human beings based on some system of hierarchy of right and wrong worthy and unworthy which is driven by the compulsion to find coverings which are only fig leaves in the end no one gets to win we are all exiles this is why for Christians it is of primary importance to fight discriminatory practices like the caste system because it's the manifestation of the original sin perpetrated at the national level invisibly running in the background like some sort of matrix program in everyday life doing the work of hell when cops get called on black people for everyday activities like watching a sunrise in your own car this happened to good friends of mine this past week that causes traumatic programming like it did to the Dalit scholar and for hundreds of years in America there have been this invisible mental programs running in the background that categorizes and ranks people based on the color of their skin lighter the skin color the more worthy the more valuable you are did you know it was illegal for white people to marry black people in New York until the 60s such attitudes can easily persist in culture for decades to come even after the law gets repealed what's more shocking is that this law against mixed marriages was in effect in Alabama into the year 2000 just let that sink in year 2000 this law got overturned by popular referendum but even then 40% of the population voted to keep the law to keep it illegal for whites to marry black people this is in the Bible Belt this is where Christians predominate we are not seeing the problem here when people say I have a black friend I can't be racist or when we see injustice perpetrated against people of color by other people of color and of course we have had a president who is african-american this type of examples is lifted up as proof that america is not racist the republican national convention this past week argued there is no race problem in america while NBA and Major League Baseball games are getting canceled by players demanding justice for yet another shooting of black man in the back the author of this book cast argues that a better way to understand America is to see it through the invisible power of caste system at work rather than just purely in race terms because there are plenty of examples of low caste members oppressing other low caste 
members throughout history. There were Jewish collaborators in concentration camps who oppressed other Jews for scraps of privilege. When you are in the bottom caste, you get even more desperate to hold on to what little privilege you have. This is why it's not enough to just try to end the racial inequality in America. Of course, that's a huge mission worth our passion and effort. But even when racial injustice ends, maybe when everyone is intermarried, a hundred years from now, maybe that will help. But it will not end the human desire to rank everyone's worth. Other systems will crop up to create alternative caste systems. When Nazi Germany ran out of Jews to oppress, they began to go after dark-haired, darker-skinned Germans. They called it Persian trade. Never mind that Hitler had dark hair. This compulsion to rank people's worth is in our blood. It's the original sin after all. This is pointed out in a review of the book in the Atlantic magazine. The reviewer loved the book, saying the book makes a compelling case that caste is in our DNA, in our core foundation. So much so that there seems to be no solution. The review concluded that's the problem with the book. It appears the only option is to burn it all down to the ground. That's too dark. Are we hopelessly caught? No, thank God. The solution is found in Jesus and the cross. What Jesus did for us on the cross is to confer infinite worth and dignity to all human beings without any condition. The Bible tells us before we did anything, when we were unrighteous sinners, God gave us the life of Jesus to tell us all that we are the beloved, unconditionally, every single one of us, from the Brahmins to the untouchables, from white to black, we are all infinitely worthy. That is the message of the cross. It makes us all equally precious and worthy in the eyes of God. Amen? There is no man or woman, Jew or Gentile, free or slave, in Christ Jesus. These are all markers of worth used to create caste systems throughout history. But in Christ, there is no outcast in the cross. Of course, there are practical consequences to our behavior, to our successes and failures. But being a successful person does not make you more worthy in the eyes of God. Having lighter skin color does not give us more worth before God. Jesus was a dark-skinned person. These are all arbitrary constructs that we human beings come up with because of the knowledge of good and evil, worthy and unworthy, because we are all driven to find fig leaves cover ourselves. So to be saved from this trap of hell, we must take the gospel into our hearts and minds. Do you believe in God's unconditional love 
Or do you believe you are more worthy because of some characteristic of yours? By faith we shall be saved. So, as Christians, we must try to feel better in our own skin. The cross gives us this gift freely, unconditionally. And this is the work a Christian disciple to take it in. So, as Christian, ask yourself, how do you measure worth and value? Who do you compare yourself to? Do you feel compelled to prove yourself again and again? Are you worthy? Is this a, a question that runs in your mind? That is the game of original sin. Root it out of you. Get rid of every fig leaf. Die to everything that makes you feel worthy in your own eyes. Because only in the solid rock of the cross, only in the agape love of God, can we find covering that will never fade, that will never disappoint, that will satisfy your hearts completely. And second, try to fight systems of worth wherever you see it. Isabel Wilkerson talks about several experiences where a white man oppressed her in everyday settings in outrageous ways. But nobody stepped up. Nobody spoke up. No one dared to challenge the invisible caste system. But we Christians are not bound to earthly rules. We belong to heaven, which should give us courage. We must speak up when we see discriminations. It is not just a matter of human decency. It is not just a side issue. It's a matter of standing against the original sin. This is the fight between heaven and hell on earth. This is why our church stands for full inclusion. We will not stand idly by while a group of people get treated like outcasts. The cross is the tree of life, standing against the tree of judging between right and wrong, worthy and unworthy. This is the gospel that frees us and compels us. Let's be the light and salt of the earth. When we are freed of compulsion to find fig leaves, we will experience life in all its fullness. We will be part of the kingdom of God that marches towards righteousness that brings life and love. God's truth marches on. Amen. In the coming weeks, we will look at how different civilizations ranked people, what measures of judgment were used, and how that still happens today to great harm, and how the gospel can free us to live life to the full. I'm looking forward to it. And today, please stay for Zoom services at 11.40 to discuss these things further. Have a great day. May God bless you. Amen.